Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now. I hate you. If you think we'll be insightful, clever or just when we search, we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, Haruka. It is a Thursday, August the 31st. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson. That was a very FM radio introduction for Hi you. guys, hi guys. August it's, 31st, you're listening to Charlie and the Wankwalt. Guys, it's nearly time for Rocktember. <laughs> rock timber It's footy finals time, guys. Welcome to the podcast. It's Two Guys, One Cup. We know what the cup normally is, guys. It's a play on that video from the internet. <laughs> anyway, hi. Give us a call now if you can identify Buddy Franklin and how many goals he kicked on the weekend. We're going to give you 10 punches in the face. <laughs> That's the clue. 10 punches in the f- 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 face. I reckon I could do that. I like it. Yeah, yeah I could get involved. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, we're quite cheery for two guys who have fuck all to do for the next four or five weeks. Well, that's a good thing, though, right? Like, I actually am feeling a bit relieved we don't have to watch, like, all these games and fucking, like, be across football. We can take a little bit of a break. I'm feeling a bit burnt out. i got to be honest with you. It's given me a whole a new level of, like, admiration for Hawthorne fans. Because how the fuck have you done it? Like, I've had a hangover this year. No wonder the Bulldogs... Mm-hmm had a hangover, like, I was really looking at the next month going, oh, my God, if we make the finals... <laughs> That's another month of stress. Just don't know how I'm going to get through this. I can't get on a plane with my back. I can't... It would actually ruin my life. I'm glad you guys didn't make the finals. I was wrapped at three-quarter time on Friday night. I was like, good, good. Uh, We're not going to make the finals, and I can relax, and this podcast can finally be what it was meant to be, two losers talking about football. And that was the last time Will was invited to the Bulldogs' best and fairest. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's a disappointing season for the Bulldogs, obviously. I mean, you know, uh, we've talked about it before. We knew this was coming. It's not, mm. It wasn't a massive surprise. I, I watched... Well, about five weeks ago, you looked the goods and then... What? Well, yeah, when we beat Gold Coast and fucking Gold Coast in a row. <laughs> People were like, the Bulldogs are back. They beat Gold Coast. No, we were never back, I don't think. I just don't think we've had enough good players this season to, to make it. But you've, I think... never been, you've never been completely out of many any games? Every game I've seen you guys give a yelp at least until the third quarter and then you get steamrolled. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, we finished middle of the, you know, the road. We, like, you know, there was a couple of close games either way. Like, you know, none of our players made the All-Australian team. Like, I mean, it's really one of those things where you're like, yeah, no, that, yeah. that's about right. Johannesson got figured out. Yeah, it's fair to say uh, we've sent Johannesson to the farm where he can run free with the other dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a tough year. I mean, I don't even know who'd win the Bulldogs' best and fairest. I guess Bontempelli probably will, but... But, you know, even he probably hasn't as good a season as last year. So, I'm glad. You had so many things go right for you last year. Exactly. You only need 2% of those things to go wrong for you the next year. Even if you'd had a full list and you didn't have all those kind of issues going on at the club, you know, any, you slip on a banana peel and suddenly your season's over. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a, Bradbury races that race a hundred <laughs> times and, you know, they only slip over once. You know, you've still got to be in it to win it. Yeah. 
But there is that sort of, you know, thing of going, it took everything we had. We were an undermanned, undersized, under probably superstar talented team that managed to kind of come up with a way of playing together and get a roll on. Fucking Rocky Balboa. That's who you were. Mate, like, here's the thing. Some people have been trying to, like, get up. Like me this week in that sort of what? like Jesus Christ. Yeah, some people have been trying to get up me this week. Talk about. Uh, well, here's the thing: I'm standing up all the time, and I am open to attack, Charlie. That's the problem. <laughs> I wear very loose fitting pants. I'm working from home. Not hard for someone to get up me. <laughs> uh, people have been mocking me, making fun of me, really? saying, "Say yeah, calling Wait, them." What? We've been teased. Yeah, I've been teased, Charlie. And you know how I don't like to be teased. <laughs> <laughs> um, calling the Bulldogs, you know, the Leicester City, you know, the flute premiership. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like, literally, okay. Better than a no premiership. It, better than a no premiership. And particularly if the case, if it turns out to be that we were just a team of okay players who managed to get it together well enough to win the whole thing one year, even better. Yeah. Even better that this team of people who, like, were kind of sixth or seventh finishers managed to fluke one. So Good on you guys. In like 10 years when they do like the worst premiership team of the last 30 years and they write a big article about the Bulldogs, you'll still be okay with it? Yeah. Because I'll just be in the comments uh, writing articles about every other team that hasn't won a premiership <laughs> in the last 30 years. All so. right, all right. Come on. <laughs> Which at that stage will be St Kilda and Melbourne. We've got a plan. <laughs> St Kilda and Melbourne. We've got a Coast. plan. 2034. 2034. <laughs> um, I, look, it was one of those things where even like Bob Murphy's last kick in football. Oh, you know the oh. the the fact. Oh, yeah. yeah, the fact that um, <laughs> you know, he sprayed it out of bounds like a guy who's never kicked the ball that badly. A guy who, like, if he was famous for one thing, it was the precision of his delivery to like just mongrel it mm. out on the full. You were just like, I heard him talk about it on the radio during the week, mm. and he said he was wrapped. He said, you don't want your last kick to be one that you nail from out of 50, like with a big goal. Because then you go and we can still goes, go. Yeah, I should, I should still go around yeah, again. Yeah. He said, when it went out of bounds, he knew he'd made the right call. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do, Pig. Oh, that'll do. That's great. <laughs> uh, so, you yeah, know, I'm all right. I'm looking forward to the finals. How about you? How's, how's, like, in, in some I've had a long sense? time to get used to it. I mean, it was always going to be, uh, hard for us to get in the finals. And I've always, and I've been of the belief, all year that maybe this is going to be a plateau year, but now the acid's on. Like next year we can't do this. If we're middle of the road next year, then that's serious crisis because it's like, well, we've invested heavily in this rebuild, and we've stalled, you know, just outside the eight two years in a row. Well, three years in a row will be next year if that happens again. So I'll be interested to see what happens. Like it's a shame Paddy McCartan hasn't come along because I think that's one sort of thing that we're really missing is like you know a number one draft pick playing in the first ability. There was some article this week saying that uh, he's played the third least amount of games to any one draft pick in their, in their first four years. So, What do you do about that? Hmm. <clears throat> so if you're St Kilda and you genuinely look at your board at the end of the year, and I imagine they have all these meetings, right? Yeah. They have all these meetings where they assess their list and they see what they have and what they don't have and, you know, who they're going to draft and, you know, who might develop in the next year and what sort of game plan that you build around it and all those sort of things. I assume they are the conversations that football clubs have, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do when you go, the key to us probably going forward mm. is getting this guy to be good? Yeah. Like, do you concentrate on everything else or are you better off pouring like 10% of your energy into just making sure he's good? Like, I, is I, it... I don't think you can do it. I don't, you can't 
if it was a Nat Fife or something like Nat Fife had a bad year, sure. But I think you still have to have equal focus on all departments of, fo- of the football on the team. You don't just focus on one untried kid. Because t- if you take away the number one draft pick tag, then he's just a kid. Just like the other guys from the list at the same age with the same amount of experience. Yeah, but he's a kid you need who has the potential to be a superstar, right? But he has obviously prepared perfectly so that he can actually do that. Mm. Is it worse than Kilda? Okay, he, for example, Lee Montagnas uh, said that he's, uh, you know, he's retiring, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's looking for a role in football. I, he called a game on uh, Triple M on Friday night, which was amazing, like a current day player. Yeah. Like, not just being special comments, but actually calling the game. And I loved, I don't know if you heard about this, but he rocked up, no binoculars. Oh, really? First guy in the history of calling like play by play. And everyone else in the box is like, um, where are your binoculars? And he said, I can see over the other side of the ground. I don't need binoculars, which I love that as a baller move. Going, nah, I don't need this. I can still see you, old men. But say, 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 uh, Joey on the weekends, he's yeah. going to like call some games for Triple M, right? But he's looking for something to do yeah. with the rest of his time. And he's, and he's touted as being like a coach in, in waiting. Right. He's got that kind of brain. So how about if you're St. Kilda, mm. you just for a year give him a one-on-one mentorship role. With Paddy McCartan. So every time Paddy goes anywhere, kind of Joey, yeah. he just hangs out with him. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of get, gets him into the right habits when it comes to, you know, preparing his food. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost like if St. Kilda had maybe a uh, key forward retiring who was renowned for his preparation and commitment to, uh, uh, to his football. I mean, it'd be great if we had someone. But yeah, Joey Montagna, that's the obvious choice. Well, I was thinking that Joey would be available. <laughs> <laughs> I, fi- I figured Rui would have other things to yeah, do. No, I get the Sorry. Feel- <laughs> I get the feeling you're right. I think, I think Rui definitely feels like he'll probably go to Texas for a bit or whatever. I think that Joey could like Skype Rui. Yeah. Like if, you know, if there was something that Joey and Patty were working on and they need Rui's advice, kind of Joey becomes your intermediary. In all honesty though, I think that Rui, Rui would not be the right like mentor for, for Paddy McCartney as for the same reason sometimes like a, a great player isn't a good coach. Like what Nick Revolt demands of himself is not for everyone. And I don't think that's Paddy McCartney's strengths. But if there was a, a like, like for instance, if a Tom Hawkins, for instance, yeah. was available to come down and spend some one-on-one time with specialist coaching, then I think that would be worthwhile. Yeah, exploring. but they'd end up at the all-you-can-eat buffet together. <laughs> at Subway. That's the problem, Down in right? Seaford. Yeah, they'd be like, do you like footlongs? When they say, oh, I love you foot can get three cookies for yeah. the $2. <laughs> Oh, let's get four oh, bags. Hang on. We've both got two dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you need someone to. This is my point: is you don't want Patty to be Patty. You need someone to make Patty into into Rui, right? Yeah. So, okay, is there a chance? Would Patty McCartan, while while he's going in for concussion stuff, right? So you're sending him in for all these brain tests and stuff. Could you do some sort of like? Mind meld, <laughs> yeah, like sure. is it like you know what I mean? Like implant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, implant- the technology exists. We call Stephen Dank. He's all up to date on experimental kind of like procedures. It'd be great if that was his new business yeah. because we're not using needles anymore. It's a mind meld thing. We get ex champions and we put their brains directly in the bodies of young people. That's fantastic. It's the get out of AFL. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, where, where we, we spoil, spoil Game of Thrones and, and the movie Get Out. <laughs> um, uh, you're looking up something on your yeah, phone, Charlie. Yeah, what just, is it that you were searching just, for? Well, we're talking about getting the right mentor um, for Paddy McCartan. Yeah. And there's a former St Kilda great that I know he's doing some work with Sydney, but Tony Lockett. 
Think about Tony Lockett's body when he was playing football. Not dissimilar to Paddy McCartan. I honestly thought you were going to say Rod Butters, but I think Tony Lockett is a much better choice. You're right. And I'm bringing up Tony Lockett because Michael Chamberlain from Junk Time AFL Pod uh, tweeted this archival interview with Plugger, which is fantastic. Okay, so when is this from? Is this from St Kilda Days or Sydney Days? Uh, This is from St Kilda Days. Okay. It's 1987. All right. It's from, and you know it's 1987 because it's the Winfield Country Football uh, record, which is like a cigarette brand. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. In 1987, we were still flogging cigarettes (laughs) at the footy. Yeah. Okay, favourite position. I'll let you guess. Okay, missionary. <laughs> oh, no, her on top. He'd kill, he'd kill someone if he was on Not top in the days. old days. No, these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Favourite posi- Full forward. Yes. Uh, he was born, what's famously born in? Uh, he was born in, oh, no, actually, I don't know where he was born. And then bloody Spud. The Spud, yeah, there no, all from the Ballarat. Ballarat. Ballarat, okay, That's yeah, right. okay, Ballarat. And can you guess what year he was born? He was born, oh, well, he's got to be, uh, I'm going to say. famous year for St Kilda. 66. There you go. Uh, he was 190 centimetres and 102 kilos. What a fat little tubby tubby he's was. The, he's the same height, he's same height than, as me. Same height as pretty you. Pretty much same height as me. But about 40 kilos heavier? I had like no. a centimetre on him. I've got a centimetre on him and he's got 20 cakes on me. <laughs> Six foot three, 16 stone in the old language. Recruited from North Ballarat. First played in 1983. At this stage, in 87, he'd played 92 games. Football honours to that stage. Represented Victoria uh-huh. in 85 and 87. St Kilda leading goal kicker, 85, 86. Marital status, single. He's got two sisters, one brother. Guess his occupation. Young Tony Lockett, so he would have been 21. Uh, professional league footballer? Uh, so he had another job. Yeah. Plumber? Bottle shop attendant. <laughs> he attended the Wendery High Technical School. I think that he actually meant that he attended the bottle shop. That was... <laughs> He attended Wenduri High Technical School. Oh. Uh, his, what car did you think he drove? What do you think of an Aussie car? Tirana? Nah. Monaro? Nah. Holden yeah. Commodore? Yeah, yeah, go! <laughs> an HG Ute. Uh, his favourite pastimes and hobbies, and it's not greyhound racing. Oh, He's okay. Got two here. So this is pre-ground greyhound racing. So this is like hobbies. Yeah. yeah. One seems... Yeah, give us a... Like, give one, us a, one would give be... Give us an area. Well, one would be... Uh, one would be on a lake... And would be a fantastic visual. Oh, okay, skiing. Yeah, water yeah, skiing. Water <laughs> like, especially at that height and weight, being towed behind a boat. You'd think that they'd tangled up a boy or something behind it. <laughs> no, that's Plugger. Uh, and his other one is surprising, but not uncommon for a footballer to have as a hobby. Uh, gambling. <laughs> I go gambling. Uh, it's not going to be non-consensual sex, so, um, what is it? No, dressing for, up like a woman? At yeah, the dressing, show review. <laughs> uh, casual racism? <laughs> uh, a footy player, hobby, um. They, they all, if they, if they're all playing into state and have a day off, they tend to do this. Oh, play golf. Yes. He's a golfer. Mm, you wouldn't think that. No. Favorite food? Uh, Just, all, all of the above. <laughs> all of it. Meat. Get it in me mouth. Literally. He, he, Did you say meat? Well, no, but he names two different kinds of beef. Roasts and steak. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you can have a lamb roast as well and a chicken roast, but he likes Bloody meat. roast. Yeah. Just roast. If you can roast it, I'll eat it. And steak. Favourite drink. Oh, Could man. be misinterpreted if this interview was done today. Madurian lemonade. Coke. Uh, <laughs> Coke. 
Yeah, favorite drink. Yeah. Again, probably why he was 105 kilos. Favorite singer or group? And I'll give okay. you, it's actually nice. a group, two bands. And if you don't pick, think of, think of who Plugger is and think of what two Aussie bands of a 70s, early 80s vintage he would listen to. Okay. ACDC. Yes. And. Uh, I mean, I you know, when he, and... when he left St. Kilda to go to Sydney, he yeah. said he's got to get out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that band? It's the, the last thing ever. Yeah, I yeah. know the song, but what was the band? What were you, I got to get out of this place. Yeah. Who was that? Um, what about if I said, well, when he was, when he told St. Kilda was leaving, Street Lowe stopped him in the changing room. <laughs> And said, am I ever going to see your face oh, again? Oh, the Angels. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just couldn't remember who the band was. The Angels. Favourite author? Uh, oh, <laughs> favourite author. Jeff Hook. Uh, Roald Dahl. Um, uh, is it an actual author? Like, as in, like, someone who writes no. actual books? Or oh, is it I'll like... I'll put you right here in the... Okay. Favourite author, literally, don't read. <laughs> <laughs> don't read. You, you did. You didn't even just make one up. No, no. Don't read. Don't read. Can't I, even name a book. I believe the Push Up King also doesn't read. I saw yeah. that in his interview with uh, Mike Shane. Not reading the rest of one. Yeah. So. Well, so, yeah. Well, the nice thing is the police read out your rights <laughs> for you. So, favorite holiday spot. It's a state in Australia. Uh, who holidays? Queensland. Some yeah, of course. Yeah, Queensland. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Coast. Gold Coast. Favorite. Well, favorite night spot and/or restaurant. You'll never get this, but it's called Dog Watch. Night spot or restaurant, that's got to be a night spot, right? You're not eating at a place called Dog Watch. I'm not sure that you're going to a night spot called Dog Watch either. I mean, it's a real mystery. It sounds like some kind of dirty, illicit sexual activity. You hear about what happens in that park? Oh, people go there and they dog watch. Dog watching. They go in the bushes, they go dog watching. Mate, don't go near those bushes. It's full of people dog watching. <laughs> Non-stop dog watching. Yeah, it definitely does. Or it sounds like some organisation that you know, is kind dog of watch. like... Well, it feels, Protecting the streets yeah. from stray dogs. That's what I think. It's kind of like The Purge meets the RSPCA. That's what Dogwatch feels like to me. His favourite TV show. Oh, here we go. Okay. Blue Healers. <laughs> no, no. It's an American sitcom from the 80s with a three-letter title. Uh, three-letter title from the 80s and yes. it's American Would be sitcom. someone's name potentially. Uh, okay. So um, it's uh, three letters. Um, uh, someone's name. Alf. Yeah. He loved that little puppet. Blaga. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> I love that if he was busting it. Did he ever play with a, a willy? He'd be busting out a yo willy to people if he loved Elf. <laughs> His favourite movie, and this was before Shawshank Redemption, yeah. but fits along the same The greatest game. Theme. Close. Oh. If you take the hint of Shawshank Redemption and the word escape, you might come up with this classic Clint uh, Eastwood film. Oh, Escape from Alcatraz. There you go. A prison what? movie. Even yeah. back in the 80s, a well, prison movie. Well, you know movie. what the funny thing was? My original guess was going to be The Rock. So, <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz is, was, was a pretty good guess. <laughs> Favourite actor or actress? Oh, okay. Clint Eastwood, probably. Alf. Alf? <laughs> <laughs> I'll post this on the uh, Two Guys, One Cup Facebook page. Uh it says here, Alf is Plugger's favourite actor. Uh, oh, biggest influence on his career is his dad and yep. Ian Stewart. Okay. Who are his two most admired sportsmen? Think fucking 80s superstars. Uh, Greg, one Australian. Greg Norman. One Australian. Yes. Fuck, good yep. pick. That was the first one. And, uh, well, he loves his golf, Charlie, yeah, yeah. and she was Another massive. Another one is a boxer. 
the other one is a boxer. He's the biggest uh, boxer. Yeah, he's... Muhammad Ali. No, oh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Okay, of course. Routine before a match. <laughs> Masturbate. Doesn't have to say that. Routine before a match. Relax and drive down to the match from Ballarat, which is about almost an hour and a half, I think. Would, would that be him and Spud? Yeah. They, they did the yeah, drive down remember, together? Because Spud yeah. tells that story that they would stop off and eat like dim sims or something like that. Yeah. Biggest disappointment, losing so many games with St Kilda. Well, buddy, oh, well. not much is going to change. Yeah, the good news is, Plugger, that uh, you won't be at St Kilda forever and things will go okay eventually. <laughs> Uh, biggest thrill, representing Victoria, playing my first game. Nickname, Plugger, favourite ground, Moorabbin or the MCG. Football ambition, to pay to play 250 VFL games and to play in a premiership with St Kilda. With St Kilda. Why did have to have such a depressing ending? Uh, it's sad that he never got to see his dreams. That's what I feel bad about. Yeah, it's real fucking sad. Anyway, yeah. I'll post that on the Facebook page. So but he would be great. Down. Do you think there's any chance that you could get Plugger back to the Saints? No. Like, I mean, maybe you could coach in a premiership for the Saints. You, maybe you need to send him, here's what you got to do. You've got to use this list as the way to kind of lure him to the club. So right. you've got this information. Well, hey, man, when you're calling, you're just playing the Angels or ACDC in the background. Well, what I'm saying is, like, yeah, Angels, I'm saying maybe you could probably get Elf, right? Like, I'm, I think the puppet would be available now. Like, I, I feel like you start oh, doing it like right. you start planting a whole series of subliminal clues yeah. in his life, and he doesn't quite know. Using that interview from 1987. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, the, the Angels is on the radio. Yeah. You know, Elf suddenly appears get to him Coke in a Get Coke on board as a major sponsor. Right? Suddenly he's drinking a delicious Coke. Yeah. Don't worry about uh, stocking up the, the Moorabbin Library, though. No. <laughs> he's fine. No books. Yeah. No books at all. <laughs> no printed words anywhere in the club. Ah, oh, brilliant. Uh, so what what else for St Kilda over the off-season, well, do you think? clearly we're, we've got to target a couple of superstars. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. Like, obviously everyone wants Josh Kelly. I don't feel like Josh Kelly is going to go. But we've got to get a superstar in the midfield, and we need all those players. We, I mean, the good thing about the Saints, I will say, is that our best and fairest this year will look completely different to any other year. It's going to be filled with players who haven't cracked it before. So that's good. But then they need to take another step up next year. The question is going to be, is Alan Richardson, because people always said he was a great development coach, really good with like bringing players on. But is he that player who takes you that next level? That's going to be the question next year. Uh, while we're doing uh, little quizzes and little surveys yeah. um, about uh, players in the game, uh, we raised an issue on this podcast last week. And I guess this would normally fit into our mailbag segment, our two yeah. guys, one bag segment. But um, it feels like it needs to be addressed in the main body of the podcast because that's where the accusations were made. Oh, right. Uh, the two of us uh, did go on air. Yeah. And based on a limited search of the internet, put forward the supposition that... Uh, Brownlow medalist Matthew Prittis from the West Coast Eagles uh, may have been faking the surfy look. Yeah, if he, if he even existed at all. Even if he existed as a person, <laughs> he certainly wasn't a surfer. But I have found, again, suspiciously, like, I mean... Planted? I'm, just... I'm, well, I'm not saying this clears it up, Charlie. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm throwing this into the mix so people can know that we're not covering up anything. Yeah. Make your own decisions. Yeah. But I'll run you through a little thing from the West Coast Eagles official app that was sent to me. Uh, so it, uh, it's an interview with uh, Matthew Prittis, and it's like, you know, similar sort of thing to what you read from yeah. Plugger. So we'll, <laughs> we'll go through it. You Favourite can, actor, Alf. Yeah. <laughs> Favourite TV caller or commentator? What do you reckon he said? Dennis Committee. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. yeah, very. I mean, he's from Western Australia. Worst injury? Did he break a leg? Once? Mm, no. Knee. Did his knee, oh, apparently. His knee. 
How many texts, oh, here we go. How many text messages do you send a day? How many text messages do you think that Matty Prittis is sending out a day? Uh, is it a high number or a low number? I don't know what a high or low number in this is. I would say, 50, I would say, I would say 50 would be high and 10 would be low. Okay, it's a low number. Okay. Um, uh, uh, the clue was the, in what you said. 10. 10. <laughs> so, <laughs> God, every game show is like this. Three phone apps you can't... Oh, there must be some sort of like... Because this is on the app. They're trying to, you know, mm. tap into this world. Three phone apps you can't live without. What are the three phone apps that Matty Prittis oh, can't live without? Okay, is one of them like a surf watch kind of thing? Uh, none of them have to do with surfing oh. or watching surfing, Charlie. Right, or checking weather yeah, conditions, which is exactly what a surfer... Would have on their phone. <sighs> Again. They have a radar or something, tides. Uh, okay. That's um, good, Google, Google Maps? Uh, not Google Maps, no. Um, food, anything, forgive me, genre of that. Oh, uh, okay. So the first one, uh, is one that is, um, very, uh, much to do with the job that he does. Oh, the AFL. The app. AFL app. So, uh, the second one really shocked me. It is also three letters, uh, but it has to do with an area that is well outside football. I would say that. Um, that's not enough. It's in the finance world. It's the ASX. Ah, right, yeah, anyway, sure, yeah, it's the ASX. Yeah. So yeah, you can check his and, stocks. And let me guess, the last one is a property app. Charming. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the, that's a natural... Realestate.com. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it, it follows on from if you, if he's watching stocks and he's also into property. Again, doesn't feel like your surfer attitude no. to me. Uh, alright, here we go. Most embarrassing song in your iTunes. What do you think the most embarrassing song? Justin Bieber? <laughs> Am I right? Did you read this? <laughs> no. You're like a psychic. Justin Bieber, sorry. Alright. Oh, no, Man. I thought it was going to be earlier than that. But okay. You know, you know your prettiest. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome well, maybe, to Do You Know Your Prettiest. Well, maybe this is exposing this to being yeah. a fake. If I can just fucking come up it's with a these good answers. Point. Randomly generated. Randomly it's generated. Like a, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, okay. Where did you holiday after last season? Bali. Oh, it starts with a B. Uh, Bolivia. <laughs> <laughs> broom. Oh. So, Broom. He's you've very, been a Broom. Yes. Is it, it surfing? Yes. Do people surf at uh, Broom? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Or not? I don't know. I assume it's Western Australia. I assume every part. Because you again, if you're a WA? surfer, wouldn't you go to like Margaret River or somewhere like yeah, that to surf? Yeah. Mm. Suspicious. All right. Favorite sport other than football? Surfing. Surfing. Two on the nose. Not even Plugger said that. I mean, it sounds... Th- okay. Again, what sport would you like to compete at the 2016 Olympics? Basketball. Triathlon. Can you change a spare tire? No. Yes. Do you iron your own shirts? No. No. Favorite restaurant? McDonald's. <laughs> no. It's the, it's actually the kind of other end. Oh. It's like a famous chain, but it's a uh, um but it's a high end uh, chain like owned the, by a celebrity. The Nero's one? Yeah, Nobu. Nobu, yeah. yeah. Uh do you believe in UFOs? No. No. And does not watch the TV show Elf. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, oh, right, here we go. Three famous... This is where it gets a little bit more interesting, right? So we have two two things here, which is what three items would you take to a desert island and three famous people you'd like to meet? And both of these do contain some information that might indicate that he would be a surfer. So let's go with... Uh, let's go with three famous people you'd like to meet first. So who, are, who, who based on the information you've, like... Yeah. Got so far are the three famous people he would like to meet. Um, so are they athletes? One's an athlete. Oh, two are athletes. Yeah. And one is in the uh, finance. finance. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Really? 
Oh, okay. There's only really one very, very famous finance guy. Is it Koshi? Yeah. No. <laughs> is he fine? Because I'd really like to go to Port Adelaide. <laughs> Uh, Warren Buffett, I don't you know, know the world's—he's the world's richest man or second oh, richest okay. man. He's the world's greatest investor. No, he's got this. Yeah. this he's a bit Kenny with his money. It sounds like yeah. Matty Prittis. Uh And then the other two are athletes. Okay, yes. and is one a surfer? One's a surfer. Is one an American surfer? One's an American surfer. Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater. And uh, the other one is a basketballer, and uh, uh, not of this generation. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Uh, what three items would you take to a desert island? Flashlight. Uh, <laughs> Bag of uh, pineapple chews and a boxing glove covered in chocolate. They all start with S. I'll give you that. <laughs> Three items all start with S. Um, snails, silver, <laughs> and salt. He's going to kill the snails. Ah, he'll reward himself handsomely with that silver once the job is done. It was then that we realised that Matthew Prittis had lost his mind. <laughs> so, in case you can't tell, um, because this podcast is so late, we thought we'd, we'd fill in a bit uh, before we got to the results. The, the three were swag. I guess swag. He, I, I guess he means oh, not a like swag. swag. Yeah, not swag. Right. <laughs> not like <laughs> just a cool attitude. Yeah, a visor. Yeah, <laughs> um, sunscreen. Oh, practical so desert island. Yeah, and surfboard. So there's enough information here that three of the questions involve surfing that I think that we might. You could possibly it's say that he's a surfer. The 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 kind of like the financial and property interests don't seem to gel with. The other stuff. No. It, well, he's just a man of, I guess, a broad range of interests. We've yeah. really delved into the West Coast Eagles this year. We've learned a lot about a team well, we care not for. Well, no, <laughs> they're a pretty good team. They are a pretty... They're a pretty good team. As you said at the start of the season, and you've said every week since, they are a pretty good team. They fucking turned everything on its head. They did, though. Like, it was amazing. And I've got to be honest, watching that game, watching them, knowing it was the last game at Subiaco, I thought it was great. Like, there was just... So much. I'm not a big fan of the Eagles, but there was so much luck about the way they played that game, like the desperation, just the little acts, like Darling's Mark and the Goal Square. Like even Cripps had a fucking good game. Lacroix getting in on the act. It was like a classic West Coast performance in front of like a rabid crowd on an important day. So I was behind it. I really enjoyed it. And I also liked. And I loved that they fucked Melbourne over too. <sighs> like I loved it. Like, well, we've got I, to talk about that because we're not really going to just go through the games because no, no, who no, no, could no. be fucking bothered? And it's been Let's so be long honest. and everything's been talked about. Yeah, exactly. But it, it, it's one of those things where the Melbourne thing, and this is why you, we've talked about this this year in, in terms of what it means to be Richmondy, yeah. right? And I knew that we'd reached peak Richmondy the other day where now Caroline Wilson used the term Richmondy. Dude, on the one radio. of the guys on the bloody uh, what's the Herald Sun podcast? He used Richmondy. Yeah, it look the, it has become it's 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 now the story of Richmond is Richmondy. But I think what's last year, you know, there was a really pivotal moment in that final when the Bulldogs played the Hawks and Bont and Pally sort of you know took the ball off yeah. Hodge in the middle and it felt like a symbolic yeah. passing of the torch. Yeah. It feels to me like this year might be We're a Richmond. passing of the Richmondy torch. Like it's I just feel a like... big gold number nine on a Bro, chain. They yeah. just hand it to Melbourne. <laughs> and the thing is, once you put it on, it just weighs you down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you just can't take it off. Yeah. You can't take it off until another comes along to lift the curse well, from Mel- you. It's an interesting point because Melbourne have been quietly building this history, recent history, of disappointment since yeah. about the mid-2000s. It's just like... To be honest, I was very frustrated with Melbourne about five years ago where I'm like, why can you not just fucking get it together? Like, how many drafts pick? How many disasters can you have? Like, when they couldn't win for Jim Steins, I was like, there's something wrong at this club where they just don't... Like, if you can't win for that guy on the biggest day for your club, there's something that is wrong. And it's weird. It seems to be there is this kind of jumping at shadows thing. They just can't quite get it together. Uh, There's something about Melbourne. And I think this is what also... Because... I think the competition has seen it. And I've liked it, by the way. I think it's made them a much more interesting character in this season. Uh, in the same way as, like, you know, on your Game of Thrones, which I'm not going to spoil. But you need those sort of characters that you can love to hate. Yeah. You know, someone you want to... You want to cheer them? when somebody gets killed. Yeah. You know, you want to enjoy that moment. And I think they've done enough this year. They've done what hmm. I thought GWS were going to do, right. which was just became a little too, too cocky, cocky. Yeah. and a little bit too much swagger. They became heels. Right. You're and right. And then a heel turn. they got theirs. Yes. The which fo- is very Which satisfying. is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take it off. Melbourne hats off. Yeah. And I've enjoyed it. It was the perfect thing. They were the perfect team to suffer that kind of disappointment. Yeah. Because they had their fate in their own hands. Mm. They could have just won last weekend and then none of this would have been a problem. But they didn't. Yeah. And then it just, oh, it was so beautiful. And look, I don't like those memes which is put your things out. You know, there's, that's the, yeah. because I, the reason I don't like that meme is originally it was for, what uh, meme? you know, like when someone, like, so for Tony Abbott, it was like, put your onions out for Tony Abbott or for, like, have you not seen no, this? What is this? What is it? Mean? Okay. Well, I'll run you through it. It's okay. quite a, this will, this will be fun because you'll now get to hear it all. Okay, but originally right. it was for a tragic <laughs> thing. Uh, Philip Hughes, you know, when he died, yeah, yeah. people put their cricket bats out right. right around the country and they posted pictures of their... And so I was put your bats out for Philip Hughes, right? right? Um, so it was a really serious, beautiful point. And that's why I've never really liked the... The, the way it's been co-opted. The, right? But when Tony Abbott, like, for example, when he got uh, Malcolm Turnbull took over, people put their onions out <laughs> for Tony Abbott and took photos of, like... And then, so from now, every time there's, like, a thing, yeah. people do the put your blah blahs right. out, yeah. and everyone was doing put your cheese boards out for Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, that's pretty good. I, I got to be honest. You've yeah. won me around, meme. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was... Can you imagine watching that game, like, as a Melbourne supporter, that, sorry, the West Coast... Adelaide game when that score like an old well because that was the thing as well it game was, of pong just bouncing back and forth between eighth and ninth eighth and ninth it was the good old days wasn't it it did make you think that maybe in that last weekend it'd be great if I don't, I'm not a believer that all the games have to be at the exact same time mm. but even the idea that they might have staggered starts or yeah. different sort of things because that excitement when you're looking to one ground yeah. to see the results or just yeah. Hanging on, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was so well structured. It had perfect kind of flow, like the way it all tapered towards that one game. It was amazing. But then, like, if you're a Melbourne supporter, I mean, you hear them talk about this sort of the pain of being let down and disappointment. But I mean, where do you put them? Because it's like Simon Goodwin's first year, so you can sort of like forgive that a little bit. But how much pressure is he under? How how long does he have before he's under Alan Richardson pressure, for oh, instance? A couple more years. A couple more years. At least. No, no, no. I mean, I think it would have been a great story for them to make the finals this year. But mm. it's now how they... Like, if you go by that idea that you need to make the finals one year so that you can then have a crack at actually winning it. I mean, yeah. even the Bulldogs made the finals the year before, right? You get that one, you mm. get a bit of finals experience, and then you can have a real crack at it. Yeah. Um. 
this would have been Melbourne's year of that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you miss out on that. So you put that back. Even if you make the finals next year, are you still a year away from you know then being able to have a decent crack at it? So yeah. I think it puts you back a year if you don't like make it in that regard. In the same yeah, way as so. if St Kilda I mean, you're not, just, you're not going to just storm it. Although let's see what happens with Essendon. I mean, Essendon and Sydney. That'll be an interesting right. game because for the luck was it at the death Sydney won that game. So Essendon and Essendon are quick, and that troubles Sydney. It'll be interesting to see what happens. The battle of the tiny heads: Sinclair versus Joe Danaher. Joey Danaher, all Australian too. Like a fucking man. like four Essendon players, all Australian. I mean, that's an ominous sign, isn't it? When they have more all Australians than GWS. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Essendon. Like, I mean, I think the thing about Essendon is that they just haven't been able to replicate their form week to week. But if they manage to just have four games where they did. You could, like, because at their best, they're fantastic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, you know, Job doing it for Job, you know, that kind of, that idea that, you know, maybe you could replace, you know, Job's Brownlow with a premiership medal or something like that. I can imagine, like, they could oh, do. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of poetic. Mean? There's a lot of bit, of, bit yeah. of the Bob Murphy, yeah, you yeah. know, sort of attitude to it where you, like, do it for you. I mean, it'd be. Amazing moment. Right. It'd be an amazing. Especially when James Hurd hand puts it around his neck. It's James Hurd. Oh my it's God. James Hurd who's he presenting. He wins the Norm Smith. Win, Joe, Joe wins, wins the, the Norm Smith. Smith. Presented to him by James Hurd. Uh, greater, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> you can thank us later, Gil. We just gave you the perfect ending to this season. That'd be amazing. And oh. they play Essendon. Essendon versus Richmond at the uh, at the G. Uh, and they have to like do a grand final replay just to fit the people in. Yeah. But can you imagine? Essendon, Essendon and Richmond, Richmond grand final that that place would explode. It's, uh, Geelong and Richmond are sold out already. Did you know that? Sold out in like three days. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? But it's just well, it's going to be such a great game. If they were going to play, oh, no, aren't Geelong all of a sudden like, hmm, where have you been all year? You know what I mean? All of a sudden, you're like, if you get Joel Selwood back, like all of a sudden, they've been teasers this year. They get you excited, and then they have an absolute stinker. But I don't know. I don't How know. about if? Would this work? You know, they, they, all, they talk about the idea of, um, you know, home ground advantage and those sort of things. Is there a possibility that, like, you know, you could play, like, finals or the grand final? The, okay, here's my idea. Yeah. The grand final is such a big thing that you don't decide it over four quarters. You decide it over eight quarters. <laughs> so you play four one week, yeah. and then that's the base score when you start the next week. Right. But you could do it in, like, say Sydney were playing, like, you know, Why? Richmond. I don't know, just because so the AFL doesn't stop? <laughs> you just said, like, at the start of the show, oh my God, thank God. I'm glad the Bulldogs are finished, but like, you I don't mind the AFL. Stuff stress going. Free. Yeah. I can watch the grand final go eight quarters, or on the day. I would, think I've said this before. I know with your bad back, yeah. would there be any game, like if it was an Essendon-Richmond grand final, would you be willing to go and stand and watch that? Okay, well, firstly, here's what I would say is if it's an Essendon and Richmond grand final, you are taking a seat, like a, well, not a seat, I guess. You won't. No. You'll be oh, standing yeah, okay. Room. If I could stand, if I was yeah. standing room and I wasn't taking a ticket away from an actual fan. So if they said, we weren't going to give this spot, but because you're only going to stand, we're going to allow you to just like be there and nobody else could have got that ticket. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think if it was Essendon and Richmond, you're just not going to be able to get a ticket. You just got to let those guys go, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, that said, you'd still like to be there, though. Nah, fuck them. I'll go. <laughs> I mean, can, how does it work? Can any team play any team in the grand final the way 
That, that's possible, right? There's I don't know what that. I haven't even looked at what the the uh, the idea. Let's have a look. The we, can, we can have a flick through. We're not going in any particular order this week. Uh, so this is what happens this weekend. So no, next weekend. Sorry, next weekend. Legends yes. match this weekend. Absolutely. Do we need to go through the list of the legends? EJ Witten uh, Legends match. Yeah. Uh, have they named the list? Be great. Playing? Did we talk about this last week? Uh, I, d- I do like the idea of the EJ Witten Legends playing up against a team of recent re- retirees. Yeah. I think that would be the ideal game. But uh, okay, so here are the games: Adelaide uh, play GWS. So whoever wins that, um, get some, they get a week off, off right? And then uh, GWS. Uh, so Adelaide GWS. Whoever loses that, they go back. Okay, uh, Geelong. They play Richmond. Richmond. Uh, so whoever, yeah, okay. Where, and where's that? MCG, right? MCG, yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be amazing. So the elimination ones are Sydney, Essendon, and Port Adelaide, West Coast Eagles. So yeah, I guess so. I guess you can play anyone, right? Who's got the softest game? Port Adelaide, I guess. So, so, okay, let's just speculate a bit. Port Adelaide beat the West Coast Eagles, and who wins out of Sydney and Essendon? Just a speculation. Sydney, Sydney win that. All right, okay. Uh, Adelaide Crows and GWS, who wins that? In Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide win that. And then uh, Geelong um, uh, play Richmond. So At the MCG. Yeah, that's the MCG. Got to be the Tigers, right? You've got to get the Tigers over the line. I mean, Tigers. that'd be pretty amazing. So then. Tigers win their first final in fucking how many years? 14 years or something? So then the GWS probably play. I don't know who they play. They, if they play Sydney or Port, I don't know how that works. Um, but yeah, so let's just say that G- well, GWS plays Sydney. Let's just say that. And then, uh, and that, uh, Geelong play Port. Who wins those? Geelong bets Port. Oh, it depends where it is. Fuck, I don't know. That's what I mean about Geelong being teasers. You just don't know. Geelong. Let's say Geelong. Let's say Geelong wins that. And who, who wins out of, uh, who was it? Sydney and the Giants. That'd be a good game if that happened. <sighs> Sydney. Sydney. Okay. So I think, then- I think Sydney, uh, feel like, I mean, the thing I wonder about Sydney is do they have this, like, will they have the energy to go all the way through? But, you know, you see what happened on Friday night or Saturday night, was it? And just go like, holy well, shit. Well, I mean, it feels like they're getting better. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it feels like they're warming up into it to me. Yeah. I mean, does. in the record books, if Sydney end up winning this premiership, it won't look that unusual because they were obviously the team that lost last year and then they go on to win yeah. the next year. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, you're not going to You'd be like, oh, yeah, rounds. okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But if you looked at this season, I mean, what a crazy what season. What a great season. Yeah, what a crazy season. Um, Did uh, you see uh, Jeremy Howe's fucking mark? I mean, like, what do you reckon's better, the first one or that one? The thing about this second one over Petraka, yeah. Petraka is also in the air when he fucking first gets up there. So they're both floating through the air. The I think the fact that it's over Petraka helps. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that's like, that, that part of me just likes But then that he took more. it over uh, the Ruckman last time. That yeah. was probably a bigger grab. It was bigger, I would have but said. But this one, I think, was more spectacular because it's like a, it's like they're floating through air. But this is the thing about him. He's like, well, he'll just do another two or three of those next year. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, Best head surfing I've seen this year. <laughs> Oh yeah, the head surfing dropped off. What? Maybe? Hey, and now? No, you no, you don't think they listen, do you? Uh, was was Matty Prittis involved in that? He's not a head surfer, I suppose. He's just a surfer. Hey, well, he should have been. Yeah. I mean, if no, you're not they surfing, because they, they have to be J- big high J- markers. But they'll say JJ right? JJK was the head surfing spokesman for West Coast. Mm. Do they have more than one from a team? I don't know. I, don't I mean, so. I haven't gone. Josh back Bruce is the lot. only one from St Kilda I can think of. Okay, you. <laughs> Uh, okay, what other big news has happened this week? Bucks? Oh, the All-Australian team. We can book oh, through yeah. that. Yeah, we should whip through that, but we should talk about Bucks. Talk about Bucks. Yeah, like, well, you know, who's surprised? No one. Not me. Mm. 
I was like, I didn't think it would go this way, but by the end of the season, it looked like it was going to go this way. I mean, obviously, you know, them winning that last game, you know, helped again. That's the other thing about Melbourne is like, for God's sake, don't let Collingwood go into the off season with their tails up. Like you made them look good. I mean, that passage of play where Hale took that grab and then kicked it onto Elliot was one of the fucking highlights of the year. Right. You gave Collingwood fans something to enjoy and rewatch and think about over over Christmas. I hope you're happy with yourselves. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, this is your uh, All-Australian team. Uh, let's go through it from the back line. Well, let's go through it and just say what we know about each player because there's a bunch that I could not even pick them out of a lineup. Go. Uh, Michael Hibbard from Melbourne. Yeah, used to play for Essendon. Yeah, Joe Denneher rubbed him on the head. Yeah, that's all I know. Got a mustache, at least in oh, this photo. He? All right, <laughs> he had a mustache. Right, whenever this photo uh, was taken, guess who? I'll try and describe what they look like. Oh yeah, that's okay. Good. So, has he got sort of mousy brown hair? Yeah, and a sort of square jaw. I mean, okay, well, well I don't know. Be, actually, I'm not sure it is a square jaw. I have no idea what he looks like. Yeah, I'll be honest I, with you. No, okay. Uh, Alex Rance, oh, handsome, uh, from so Richmond. handsome. Everyone knows what he looks like. He looks like bloody Clark Kent. Oh. He's a tall drink of water, Alex Rance. Uh, also captain of the yeah. team, Alex Rance. Well deserved. Yep. Uh, Jeremy McGovern from the West Coast Eagle Eagles in the back pocket. What do I know about McGovern? He takes big grabs. People love his, love his, love his grabs. He takes grabs. Yeah, he takes... Yeah. Has he got dark hair? Yeah, he's got dark hair. And, a, and no beard, no facial His brother hair. plays for Adelaide, right? Who's is that his brother? brother? Mitch McGovern? Oh, I don't know. I don't know so. any, see, this is the thing. I don't know anything. Uh, Rory Laird from Adelaide. Do you know anything about Rory any, Laird? I could not. What does he look like? I mean, does he have long hair, short hair? Short hair. Yeah. I'm sure, he's good. Well, I mean, he maybe made the, I made the old Australian him. team, so <laughs> I guess he's probably all right. I don't know. Uh, Michael Hurley from Essendon. Yeah, Do you know had him? a big beard over the off season. I know yeah, him. Had yeah. a ponytail. Yeah, I liked him with the beard actually. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, yeah, I Didn't liked he the beard. Up for charity or something. Ah, uh, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> what well, ruins the Will, fun against charities I'm not, I'm not against charity I'm against charities ruining people's looks for charity okay. it's like oh Maxi Gorn he shaved it off because of charity don't well just do something else for yeah. charity <laughs> don't ruin your look get the beard back uh, Sam Doherty from Carlton Carlton yeah he's a skinny blonde dude right yeah he's with a bit of a wispy mo uh, can't no. tell from this photo but uh, uh, no, I'm thinking of Neil Armfeld not Neil Armfeld uh, what's the face Armfeld yeah sure <laughs> Sam Doherty had a great season for the okay. cup. But someone from Carlton made the All-Australian team, Charlie. Someone from Carlton made the All-Australian team. Did anyone from St Kilda or the Bulldogs? No. Mm. But someone from Carlton made the All-Australian team. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, on the uh, wing, uh, Josh, Josh Kelly, Kelly from the GWS. I'm familiar with him. Uh, in the middle, Dustin Martin, who at yes. this stage looks like he's going to stay say, at Richmond, right? I watched, obviously watched Dusty take apart the Saints this week. Unbelievable. Like, he was, don't arguing, everybody. His own players. Like, literally, he's untackled the lovable. It's amazing. He's a man who does not want to argue. No. The one thing you know about Dustin Martin is, don't argue. But imagine if you, imagine you had the, <laughs> the knowledge that if you needed to get out of any situation, you just have to put your stiff arm out and, you can just push your way through anything. I mean, that's that, amazing. That would be the sketch I'd be doing with Dustin Martin. If you were going to get him on, like, you know, the Friday the show bar or, or something yeah. like that, you'd do a sketch. It would just be him in his regular life. <laughs> just just arguing people. people. Just trying to get on the bus, stiff arm, an old lady out of the way, just in the line, <laughs> you know, down at the, yeah. That's what I would love to see. I mean, that's what he'd be like in Vegas at a nightclub, <laughs> wouldn't he? Don't you reckon? On the DF in Vegas, just stiff arming people out of the way. Um, Obviously, it looks like this week uh, might be the announcement. In fact, it might even be tonight. There was a bit of uh, scuttlebutt and rumour and innuendo around that maybe Eddie had uh, 
uh, finagled them to announce it on the footy show. So yeah, right. I don't know just if that will actually AFL be the case, app. but let's just see. Yeah, let's check uh, one of Matty Prittis' three favourite apps and see. Nothing about dust. Nothing about dust. There is a headline stage. that uses the word dust. Blue bites the dust, former pick 12 delisted. That's nothing mm. about Dusty Martin. Okay. All right. Uh, Zach Merritt from the Essendon Football Club on the other wing. Yeah, he's one of your favorite players. Brilliant player. Just an absolutely superstar player. Uh, Robbie Gray from Port Adelaide uh, yeah, on the half forward season. Yeah, he's no had an choice. amazing season. Well, I mean, him or Toby Green, you would have seen in the same position. I reckon Robbie Gray is just happy that Toby Green can't stop punching. <laughs> yeah, stop, can't stop punching and kicking. Uh, because, yeah, he might have got that otherwise. Lance Buddy Franklin uh, from the Sydney Swans. Brilliant. Uh, Dane, with a Y, Zorko from the Brisbane Lions, who has just well had deserved. an out-of-the-box season. Yeah. He's made, like, Rockcliffe their second most, like, dangerous forward midfielder. Mate, he's made Dane Beams their second most dangerous <laughs> Dane. <Captain. Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's how good a season yeah. he's had. Uh, in the forward... You've been Dane graded. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you're going Dane. <laughs> That's what he said to Dane Baines at the start of the season. You're going Dane. He came in with one of those Coles giant red hands and was like, Dane, Dane, you're going Dane. Yeah. Uh, in the forward pocket from the Adelaide Crows, Eddie. The... My pocket bets. Uh, also, j- probably Toby Green as a, you know. Toby Green could have played half forward or forward pocket in this team and probably had a as good a season as Eddie Betts, you reckon? I would have said that also. Yeah, absolutely. And I would have said that uh, Orazio Fantasia oh, yeah. might have been... Uh, yeah, let's give a fifth fucking bomber. Of yeah, no, fuck here. them. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> uh, in the full know. forward uh, spot is, of course... Oh, JJK. JJK from the West Coast Eagles. Uh Champion player, missed half the fucking season, still managed to kick the most... Makes thousands of YouTube videos. Just brilliant. Every business he has. Yeah, yeah. Still managed to start eight businesses in the time he was out of the game. When he's not bloody uh, head surfing or eating a pie on pie night. Uh, Joe Danaher from the Essendon Football Club in the other forward pocket. He's the spearhead, spear tiny head. Uh, the followers in the ruck position uh, from the Port Adelaide Football Club, uh, Paddy hey, Ryder, right. so technically another Essendon player. Sam Jacobs the didn't get the nod? Uh, no. In fact, that's the other thing that we've... Uh, like, Hibbard, Essendon player, Ryder, Essendon player. This oh, is yeah. like a very heavy yeah. Essendon connection here. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, Paddy Dangerfield from the John Cats, of course. Uh, and Tom Mitchell, great season from Tom Mitchell. You've just got to say that. Yeah. Uh, on the interchange bench, uh, well-deserved Matt Crouch from Adelaide, who's had an amazing uh, season, obviously his best season. Uh, Elliot Yo, Yo! Yippee-yo-yo from the West Coast Eagles. Mr. Intercept Mark. Joel Selwood, the other part of Joel the Joel Selwood, team. fucking, they just, is that just like, they've just paid in advance all Australians to him. It's just like, hey, Joel. But as the as someone said the other day, up. as someone said the other day, Geelong have pretty much finished on top of the ladder, right? Like yeah. with second or whatever. Everybody says they're a two man team, so Selwood's got to make the fucking all Australian <laughs> team, right? Just based on that idea. Yeah, hundred yeah, uh, percent. And in the fourth uh, spot on the interchange bench, neighbour of Charlie Clawson, Dylan Shield. Dylan Shield. Yeah, I'd like to think it was me who had a, some small part, small part to play in this. It's like this dude keeps fucking following me around on my walk. <laughs> so they've got... Um, uh, they've Don't got- you think it's hilarious, the photo of them all lining up with their All-Australian Blazers? Have you ever seen a more kind of uh, incongruous look 
than Dustin Martin in a private school blazer. <laughs> like, does not go together. Okay, here's the idea. We make the All-Australian team play the EJ Witten team. <laughs> that would be a great game yes. in the off-round. <laughs> Uh, who, who is the unluckiest to miss out? Uh, these are the options that they've, uh, given here on the un- most unlucky to miss out. Uh, tell me who you think out of these ones was most unlucky to miss out. Toby Green. Yes. Uh, Jeremy Howe. Josh mm. Kennedy of Sydney. Oh, he took a slow, slow start. Sam Jacobs. Yes. Marcus Bontempelli. Don't know. You, how did you rate Bont season? Oh, I would have said that Toby Green had a better season. Right. And I would have said that Josh Kennedy had a better season. Um, yeah, so no, I wouldn't have thought that he would have made the team before either of those guys. He had a pretty good end to the season, but no. I, uh, Who picks the All-Australian? They have a panel of Jared selectors. Healy. Jared Healy's probably... No, I don't think he's involved anymore, but he picked it for about 10 years. Yeah. But um, I, you know, Luke Darcy might be involved. Richo? Yeah. Richo? I think Richo. Well, Alan Richardson. No, oh, Matthew, Matthew Richardson. Richardson. It's like, yeah, Alan Richardson. Richardson. Fucking, yeah, throw a saint a bone. Did not get one saint in yeah, there. Yeah, Dylan Robertson. No, no. Um, yes, but Bucks uh, kept his job, which is you know, ex- is it good news? I, I, I just think know. for Collingwood fans, it's one of those things where you're just like, I don't know if it enthuses them. No, I feel there is a disconnect right now with the brand and the fans. Like I feel like that's a dangerous territory to go in. It's like when the it's like when the band releases their concept album, not realizing that the people that who pay for tickets to see them are, they they like the old stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what should we do? Because now we're not going to do tips for the weekend. Because normally we yeah, yeah. do tips. Oh, so nice. let's have a pause. Okay. And maybe we'll come back. Oh, you know what we could do? What? Why don't we split? The teams that haven't made it. Our review? We'll do our quick review <laughs> oh, okay. of their season. So yeah. we can just do four today and yeah. we can do like four next week. Yeah, guaranteed just be a lot of scratching heads and going, I don't know who that is or who, how they Well, play. don't spoil what they're <laughs> going to hear, Charlie. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. Uh, Charlie, I have the AFL ladder here, mm-hmm. so let's we can just go through from... So we'll uh, do four this week and four next week. Yeah, so in 18th position, the wooden spoon position, getting the number one draft choice, surprisingly, actually. Surprisingly. Thought they were going to uh, win that last game. North Melbourne uh, really didn't tank. No. Probably should have. You should have. <laughs> We've been advising that for weeks now. Sorry, North. I mean, you <laughs> felt like you were tanking most of the season. That was the game. That's the one that was important. That was the game of to all tank. the games you should have lost. <laughs> I mean, Disappointing just, losses should have been that one. Uh, all right, so in uh, 18th position, the Brisbane Lions, Wooden Spoon. What do we know about them? Good season, I yeah, would say. Chris Pagan, Dennis Fagan, done a great job. I mean, you know, the man is a delight. Yeah. That's what we all like him. That's the thing. We want to see him do well. Yeah. Like, make that man happy, Brisbane. And I think they have, you know. I think it's reason, it's interesting, isn't it? That we'll, well, he doesn't we'll be... seem like he needs a lot. To me, he's the kind of bloke where it's like he's your uncle he picked up from the airport. And you just leave him in the house and your wife's like, what are you, did you, well, you just live in the house? I was like, oh yeah, no, he's in fine. He just put the TV on and helped himself to some toast. Yeah, he's in, he's in really happy. <laughs> Maybe that's how they selected him. Yeah. They were like, what we really need is a guy who's optimistic, even in the most atrocious conditions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a guy who everything's awesome. Like you take him to this shittiest kind of like holiday spot where there's like a view of a brick wall. It's like, oh, it's good, isn't it? Oh, that's a light coming through. Maybe that's how they did the interview. They took him to all the worst possible places. Yeah. So they did it like at some, like, you know, they, they got, and he, they took him to the worst Chinese he's restaurant. He's dad from the castle. And he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> how, how good, good is this? Good is this? Yeah. How's the serenity? Yeah. <laughs> a training. How's the serenity? What do you call this? A dim sim? <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. How good is this? <laughs> I'm a coach. 
You got football too. How many beams have I got? Two. Oh, oh. great. How many, how many Danes? Two. Oh, amazing. Oh. Hang on. They want to give us a second round of a Rockcliffe. Tell him he's dreaming, <laughs> mate. <laughs> well, that's the other interesting thing is like Rockcliffe, kind of like Bryce Gibbs, yeah. like Rockcliffe wanted to leave last year. But now if you were him, you'd want to stay, right? Oh, like, yeah. Unless you get a really like great offer from a team that's finals bound or whatever, but why not? Like he's going to get on really good money. He'll be treated really well there. Doesn't have to move. I oh, might. And wouldn't you just want to be around Chris Fagan? Yeah. I imagine Chris Fagan's making like a fun. Place. When they do the when yeah. they do the Brisbane Lions Christmas party, Chris Fagan, Dennis Fagan dresses up like Santa Claus. Oh no! When they do Mad Monday, yeah. this is how he gets Rockcliffe to stay. He comes dressed in that. You know when they have Kate Bush Day <laughs> and they all dress in those Kate Bush like and they all Wuthering do the, Heights. Yeah, the Wuthering Heights thing. So he comes in and he's like, Rockcliffe, it's me, Chrissy, your coach. (laughs) Does this whole song that he's written to convince him to stay. That's what Chris Fagan, Dennis Fagan would do. That would be amazing. (laughs) Uh, If you're a Brisbane supporter, I reckon... Really good year. What was it? Five wins, Rats. does it say on the ladder there? Yeah, it does say here. I can run you through it. Uh, five wins, uh, 17 losses. So yeah, on the scoreboard. Like didn't it? They put in good yeah. performances this year. It's funny because they ran us quite close early on in the year. They were good against us as and well. And everyone was like, oh, Lex and Kilda's no good. No, I actually think that Brisbane are actually quite a good team. Yeah, a lot to like. Yeah. Uh, so 18 well plays, done, wooden we'll spoon. Give, that's a pass. Plus a number one draft we'll choice. Pass or fail. Uh, each team. That's uh, no, I want you to give them a number, a score, out, like, like a, a score like out of a, ten, like an A to A to D. Yeah. So right. what's the? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, A to D. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's hard though. Well, because, E being a E being a, like. A, but is it within context of who they are? Yeah. It's so it's like a school test. Yeah. So but, you kind of but, but every student in our class works at a different level, so we grade them appropriate to whether they're in a remediary class or an advanced class. Yeah. Right? Yes. Exactly. They're yeah. being graded against their own previous yeah. performance. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like okay. Brisbane are doing special maths right now. So yeah. like you know when they can add and subtract, we're like, oh, that's good. You guys are in the veggie league. We've given you the veggie draw. <laughs> We've given you the veggie pits. Uh, I would say it's a. Uh, I'd say it's a B plus for Brisbane. Okay. For this season. Not bad. A B plus for Considering the Considering where Lions. they were last year, yeah. Yeah, I would say probably a, a B. I'll okay. give them a B, which is amazing for a team that won five games, but yeah. I think really optimistic. Yeah. Uh, good on you. Lots of good Danes. Uh, great <laughs> club. Uh, now, in 17th place, the other Queensland team. So the two Queensland teams oh. have managed Did to come in. finish 17th? 17th and 18th. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, okay, well, this is... I can tell you what, Will. I don't need to get a report card out. I'll just show you this year's worth of dunce caps. I've got from the season. I mean, it's one of they those... were disruptive in class. <laughs> they didn't pay attention. They were easily distracted and distracted others. And uh, I'm looking here at uh, Gary Ablett's attendance card, <laughs> and I'm just not seeing enough attendance for you guys to pass. I'm sorry. This is the yeah. This is the fucking big. I mean, in a season that's been fantastic for the AFL, so many great things. This is a major fucking problem. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. If you were doing the schoolyard analogy, it, it's like this is a problem child. This is a problem child. Yeah, this kid has like attention issues. Yeah. This kid has behavioural issues. Yeah, absolutely. They're always finding drugs in his bag. The funny thing is, like, when you look at him on the surface on right. paper, should, should be, be fantastic. A should be a star. should be like prime student. Look at his cousin GWS. Right. Exactly. Look at his twin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the Gold Coast, I mean, well, it looks like Gary Ablett's either going to retire or go to Geelong. So, uh, so either way, no Ugh. good for the Gold Coast. Um, I don't know. I mean, they've still got 
you know, all these, you know, well, the Brisbane Lions, the Brisbane Bears were a joke for so long, right? Right. And they fucking stuck the course and then they got the dynasty happening and, you know, they're an established team. I mean, maybe if they can stay the course, but how long, how much patience do we have in this modern world for a team that underperforms and how much money will the AFL be allowed to pump into them? I mean, they won one more game than Brisbane, who we just gave a B plus to. So, I mean, yeah, they but, still have some upside and some potential. But Brisbane's in a remedial class. These guys are in middle school. Well, what they're going to have to do is, this is the problem, is that this kid has become so disruptive, we've replaced the teacher. So I guess it depends if the new the teacher... The teacher was so stressed out at lunchtime, we'd have to get his neck rubbed. <laughs> well, yeah, they're going to have to bring in like a Michelle Pfeiffer, Dangerous Mind style <laughs> like teacher, where they're like, this kid can't be controlled. And then there's one teacher that comes in and like, Speaks to them yeah. on that level. Yeah, turns a chair around backwards. Yeah. They're the Bart Simpson of the AFL. <laughs> yeah, they really are, aren't they? They're in danger of being of made to stay down. Yeah. It's one of those things where... It's a D year for me, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that a and fail? I mean, maybe an E's a fail. Okay. Is it an E? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, considering where they were. Yeah, on the Gold Coast, where you can get heaps of eight. <laughs> Yet another E on the Gold Coast. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on from them, because they're just a burning fire. We might as well yeah, demolish the whole tire, place and uh, uh, just push it into the ocean. Sooner climate change swallows up the Gold Coast, the better for all of us. We all know. <laughs> so Controversial statements. <laughs> Uh, Carlton, the Carlton Blues, uh, they won the same amount of games as Gold Coast to put it in potential. But again, this year, you're going to say that this was a good year for Carlton, yeah. right? Saw the return of the most chilling of sounds. I mean, Carlton, this is a good story for Carlton, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there was a report today about Josh Kelly. The AFL did this thing of looking at his potential suitors and where he's likely to end up. And the rumour is that it is widely believed between Melbourne, St Kilda and Carlton. Oh, not Melbourne, St Kilda, Carlton. Uh, and North, North Melbourne? Sorry, North yeah. Melbourne. That um, Carlton has easily the best list if you look at those individual players. <sighs> So you're starting to come round. I am. No, you've convinced me. You've got inside my head. Yeah. I'm starting to... Well, now that the Bulldogs are no longer at the table... See, this is the thing I always said to you. is dinner for schmucks. Like, Carlton were inviting you to that premiership table, that legendary club table. But now you know. You're back out of that. You're not getting patted on the back. You're not being spoken amongst in that company. Now you're like, oh, I don't trust them. Now you're back to where I am. Yeah. No, you're right. I've got a little bit more. And I just can't get that image of Brendan Bolton and Anakin Skywalker out of my mind. (laughs) It just, like, you know when some suddenly they both in your memory have moulded into one so they look almost exactly the same? That's what I feel like now. I do really feel like it's the classic, you know, it's that little lump that you're like, oh, no, that's just like a mole. And then suddenly you realise you have to get your shoulder removed because you've got cancer. That's Carlton. Speaking of Star Wars, you know, The Force Awakens is all about fan service. Like, hey, here's Han Solo and here's uh, Princess Leia and here's all those things you recognise in the original films. Yeah, right. (laughs) But don't you reckon this was the year of like fan service for people who followed football in the eighties? It's like, here's a mini Silvani, here's a mini Dacos. It's like, oh my god, yes! I remember their dads. <laughs> I mean, that is the great thing about AFL. Like, the, it's almost getting to the point where there'll be no other players other than Father Son. Look at Danaher, Silvani, Dacos. 
I mean, it really is. You get to see the next generation. You get to yeah. see the reboots. But especially like the, the one that Silvani's so like his dad. Like it's cool. Like that's the kind of fan service I'm into. It's like, yeah, it's it's similar but different. <laughs> yeah, it's Creed. Yeah, you saw Rocky. This is Creed. Yeah, it's Mel a modern Gib- take on the same story. Mel Gibson was Mad Max. Now there's Tom Hardy. It's yeah. still the same thing, just a bit of a different take on it. Yeah, I do like that. Whereas it feels like you know Joe Danaher for me feels like a unique. Well, he feels like a Joss Whedon yeah. reboot of, of the Danahers, you know? They've let Joss Whedon have the Danahers, and he's made him a bit so more he's quirky. What, just like fucking everyone at the club or something? Uh, yeah, and he's fucking everyone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> His wife's going to write an angry letter about it. Uh, Carlton, right. good year. Yeah, Carlton. Um, I'm going to give Carlton a B+. Um, I know on wins, it probably doesn't show that much, but the excitement they've generated this year and what they've shown, it's similar to Brisbane. I have to put them on a similar scorecard to Brisbane because I think both teams have uncovered young talent they've managed to get people excited about at their games because they've managed to hang in for most games the weekend was a blowout and stuff they've re-energized their existing stars yes that both yes. of those clubs yeah, have done that totally. as well like you felt like with Cruiser and with um, Bryce Gibbs Murphy. and Murphy you know suddenly these guys you're like are oh, they having better seasons and it was the same at Brisbane you know like yeah yeah, okay. All right. I'm I'm skeptical about them and wary of them now, but uh, you've got to say it's a good season. And then in 15th place, uh, Charlie, uh, the team that everybody thought was going to finish on the bottom of the ladder, uh, the team that has never got a number one draft pick and won't be getting a number one again this year. Uh, we are talking, of course, of the North Melbourne mm, Football Club. Puzzling. Is there any chance, Charlie, that they've gone in an effort to keep the shin bonus spirit away from the players. One of the, the boot stutters who's been put in charge of, you know. The spirit. The, well, it's not normally his job, right? right? But they've said, look, we just don't want any possibility that when the boys walk into the room that they're even near the shin bonus yeah, yeah, spirit, yeah. They right? They scrubbed the room. They're yeah. sent in like a CSI cleanup crew right. to scrub the room so there'd be no traces of No shin, bonus, shin spirit. bonus spirit. Like, we want you to, like, just... Take all the spirits, lock it away, yeah. uh, scrub all the motivational phrases off the walls. Yeah. Like, we don't want anything to motivate them. Yeah. But you know the problem, Will? Yeah. <laughs> what is the problem, Charlie? Ben Brown is quite a big fella. Yeah. He wears long socks. Uh-huh. And so you know what he managed to bring into the rooms with him? A little flask tucked into his long socks. As soon as the coaches left the room, he turned around and said, Hey, boys, I got a little something for you. And he pulled out the flask. He took off the lid. He passed it around. He said, Fellas, I know a number one draft pick's on the table, but we're the shin boners, and this is the shin boner spirit. And the rest is history. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is actually what happened. So, uh, Look, this was a year... If they'd finished bottom, I'd be like, oh, whatever. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's been a terrible year for them. They had a lot to deal with this year. They had some good performances. Still puzzling about why they didn't just tank. But it's a good draft, apparently. Maybe that you know they feel like they're happy to get whatever in the top ten. I mean, fourth is fine. Like Bond and Pally was fourth, wasn't he? Yeah, like, fourth or fifth. Lance Franklin. Like, yeah, plenty. Richard Tambling went number three. Have we mentioned that? <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of good uh, fourth uh, draft picks, and I do think it's great. For them to, you know, show that spirit. And obviously... And they don't finish last. It's a good thing. Yeah. And Brad Scott, um, you know, has resigned contract extension, for yeah. another two years. Yeah. Well, that's right. They've extended... Because he had one yeah. year left, but they, they've extended Can another two years. Can you imagine, like... I mean, how underwhelming that phone call from Tony Cochran would have been. Where he's, like, tried to tempt him up to the Gold Coast. Like, everyone knew it was coming. Brad would have known it was coming. Like, do you reckon... Do you reckon it's one of those things where he saw the number and didn't answer straight away? He saw it was like a zero seven. Oh, it's Queensland. I'm not going to answer that straight away. What did you see with the Bucks thing that Eddie had to ring him four times? 
like because he had his phone next to him, he was watching the footy or something, yeah, and then right. he was ringing to tell him that he was still coach, and he just let it ring out four <laughs> times. So I just like to imagine that from the other end, from Eddie going, "Here we go, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell my boy Nathan Buckley who Are I love." Those cameras on, those yeah. cameras on, we rolling, right? We're yeah. rolling <laughs> because I love Nathan Buckley, and I have managed to convince everybody that we can keep him for another two years, um, and it's a big thing for Eddie, I think, to to lobby for that because. If Buckley doesn't manage to get him back in the finals in the next two years, if I reckon if Buckley goes, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Eddie to oh, go as well, yeah. right? 100%. So Eddie's essentially, yeah, put his full backing behind Nathan Buckley, which yeah. is pretty ballsy to do, and like I, I, I like that. But so he would have wanted to go. This is my moment. Yeah, like after sure. all this pressure, no. after having to deal with the torment of the moment of like, do, will, will I have to get rid of like my favorite player of all time? Then he's like, oh right, I'm going to call him. And then it rings out four times. Eddie just would have been gone mad. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we should finish up. Um, we, uh, what do we need to tell people? We are doing a live show oh, yeah. the day after the AFL Grand Final with the boys from the Junk Time AFL Well, podcast. before that, we're actually doing shows at the Opera House, Well, We are doing two comedy shows of our other podcast, TOFOP. Okay, comedy podcast. Which stands for 30-odd foot of pod. Uh, It's this. It's essentially this. Like this episode in particular, we just sort of talked. We had a little bit of like information to work around. That's what TOFOP's like, but it's heaps funny and you should come see it on the 15th and 16th of September at the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, it's going to be huge. We've got an uh, amazing lineup of guests, some really, really funny people. Really funny people. Yeah, and uh, Charlie has come up with a... Some uh, ideas. Some ideas. I, I normally like to bring a little something to our live yeah. shows to kick things off. And With an emphasis say... on the little <laughs> and not on the something. This could be my... my <laughs> in the words of Marc Lockhart, my piece de resistance. <laughs> Uh, and then the day after the AFL Grand Final, we are doing a joint show with the boys from the Junk Time AFL podcast. So uh, yeah, that 4 is on p.m. Uh, uh, October first at, at the, the European Beer, Beer Cafe, Cafe where in we Melbourne. Had last year, yeah, yeah, same venue as last year. So uh, obviously, none of our teams made the finals this year. So yeah. it'll be a very different podcast. <laughs> Just a little sullen silences. Do you watch footy in the weekend? No, no, I didn't say so, didn't say so, again. All right, are we done? Uh, yeah. Oh, we have oh. a page called Tofop. Tofop. Oh, yeah, com. Tofop. com, where you can find this podcast and many other podcasts. We also have a Patreon page. So, yes. uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you can go to Patreon and donate any amount from like a dollar up to like uh, one point five million dollars a season. That's what the salary. That's uh, over salary over seven minutes. years. Yeah. A guaranteed <laughs> seven years at one point five million a season. Uh, that enables us to do the show uh, regularly. Enables to have a producer and then people to do the artwork and all that kind of stuff. So, if you want to support us that way, you can and. We're on Twitter, Facebook, everything. Play on, not 15. Well. We are two guys, one car. When you're running a business, there's no time for downtime. So we've introduced Business NBN. It's the business-grade NBN solution internet providers can customise for businesses, big or small. It gives you a choice of providers and great value. And with the option of premium service support available to your provider, it's built for better business. Ask your provider for Business NBN today. Your experience may vary depending on factors like your NBN access technology, internet provider, your plan, busy period usage and equipment. Business NBN is not available for all NBN access network technologies.